Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday. Yay. It is Monday, November the 14th, 2022, and I hope you guys had a great weekend. Yeah, a little cooler throughout the U.S. Pretty much anywhere you are, it's probably a little cooler than it was uh, this time last week. Um, of course, here in Florida, it's got a little cool down. Not not cold, but cool. We're around the 60 mark this morning. Uh, but I know the rest of the country uh, got a little uh, snow over the weekend. So I saw it all over Facebook, social media, friends from the Midwest, even over, uh, even to, towards the West and East. Um, even uh, even up in, uh, I don't know if the panhandle of Florida got snow, but they definitely got a lot colder. So. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Glad you guys are on today. We, um, trying to think on the week, uh, this weekend. Oh, I had a wedding. Did a wedding down in Bradenton for a young couple on Saturday. Um, so that was fun. Um, watched a lot of football uh, on Saturday, a little bit on Sunday. Um, my LSU Tigers clinched the SEC West. Yay! I'm excited about that. So, yeah. Who would have thought beginning of this season? That's how that turned out. So, 26 in Indiana. 26 degrees in Indiana today. Wow. That's chilly. That feels like winter. That feels like that feels like a hard freeze in Florida. That doesn't happen very often. Um, so well, we're gonna read Psalm 41 and then uh we'll do a reading from C.S. Lewis if we have enough time. I think we might have enough time today because it's only 13 verses. So welcome everybody. So glad to have everybody on today. Um, on this Monday edition of the podcast, I will not remember. Reminder: I won't be on tomorrow, which is Tuesday. I have the men's. I have a men's Bible study in the morning, so I will not be on tomorrow. But be back Wednesday. Um, so just a, a reminder. Thank you guys for being flexible with that. And uh, here we go. Let's do it. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. Yes. Thirty degrees in Virginia. Hmm. Yeah, we're we're way we were way over that. Thirty's chilly. That's cold. As JT, our son, was leaving this morning to go to school, you know, told him, hey, be careful out there. It's a little colder today. Watch out for black ice. <laughs> and then we had a little discussion about what exactly black ice was. He's like, what is that, huh? He said, I think I know what it is. Yeah, we don't really deal a whole lot with that here. <laughs> we never actually deal with that here. Uh, practically never. Uh -huh. All right, Psalm 41, let's do it. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today on this uh, last full week before Thanksgiving. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. Hmm, okay. Well, that's starting off hitting a nerve, right? We should have regard for the weak. Blessed are those, favor. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. 
And it's, you know, it's easy to disregard people, right? It's easy to overlook, to ignore, to pay no attention to, don't pay no mind to. But no, he says, blessed are those who have a regard, who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desires of their foes. He protects them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. That's different, isn't it? I mean, we don't think of... Uh, the weak as being those who are blessed, but that's a consistent biblical lesson. Consistent lesson in the Bible is that God sees the overlooked. And we'll, in a few weeks, we'll be starting focusing on Advent and for the Christmas season, and that is a, a dominant theme, a prevailing theme in the in the in the uh, Christmas story, that God sees the overlooked, that Godders God Godders. <laughs> oh, my mouth isn't awake yet. That God, that was that was God honors in one word right there. Godders. God honors um the lowly. I mean, all of the major players in the new in the uh, Christmas story are overlooked. They're peasants, they're uh disregarded. And in some cases they were they were considered in this case of the shepherds, religiously unclean. And God brings them center stage for this most historic narrative of all the birth of his son. So this uh, theme is not just an Old Testament theme, it's a pervasive biblical theme that God um, regards, has regard for the weak. And so we as his people uh, are called to do the same, hmm. to, to, keep, uh, to be mindful of the lowly, the poor, the broken, the downtrodden, the mourning, yeah, the powerless. Uh, the Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed of the land. Verse 3. The Lord sustains them on their sick bed and restores them from their bed of illness. He heals them. He's with them. He sustains them. Maybe you feel uh maybe you feel a little downtrodden. Maybe you're on your sick bed today. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you feel powerless. It's a good reminder that God has regard for you. The Lord, the Lord has regard for you. He sees you. He's with you. Verse 4. I said, I have mercy. Oh, this is not what it says. Verse 4. I said, have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. Hmm. That's a good prayer to remember, right? <laughs> when we mess up, Lord, have mercy on me. I've sinned against you. Forgive me, cleanse me, renew me, restore me. Have mercy on me. Yeah, it's always a good one. We never outgrow that prayer, man. You know, you never, you never get to a place of spiritual uh, height that you never have to pray, Lord, have mercy on me. No, we're always in in need of the mercy of God. Yeah, and thanks be to God that He always answers. He always is quick to give uh, grace and mercy. Uh, because of uh, the sacrifice of his son. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mark and Diana. Good morning, Marlene. Lee, all those who jumped on, glad you're on today. We're in Psalm 41. We've just read through four verses. We're going to jump on down to verse 5 now. Let's do it. Verse 5. 
my enemies say of me in my malice, when will he die and his name perish? So people are gloating over him, right? People see me in my pain. They're like, ha, ha, ha. He's just going to, you know, when, when's he, when is he just going to be wiped out? When is he going to be done away with? When one of them comes to see me, he speaks falsely while his heart gathers slander. Then he goes out and spreads it around. Have you ever been the victim of slander? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I could, there's things that have been said about me <laughs> that I'm, I'm like, what? Not only did I not do what you just said I did, I would never do what you said I did. <laughs> I that's not even like what, but you know, slander is slander, and there you just all you can do to uh, combat it is to keep moving on, to deny it, of course, and to keep moving on to uh, to defend your innocence, but. Um, you know, but yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. The stuff that gets said about people, you know, it's hurtful, right? Some of you guys have been victim of, of slander, people saying things about you, about your intentions, maybe about your motives, about, uh, something you did or said, or, um, what you were trying to do. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, that's not true. That's not accurate. That's what the psalm writer's talking about. He's like, man, I have people that kind of come around, speak falsely, gathering slander, and then they what? They go out and they spread it. They make this stuff up. It's their opinion, and then they just spread it everywhere. Spread their malicious lies. Hmm. Verse 7. When my enemies whisper together against me, <laughs> when they're uh, murmuring, <laughs> they're all, like, you know, gossiping against me. When all my enemies whisper together against me, they imagine the worst for me, saying, a vile disease has afflicted him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Hmm. So the songwriter, you know, you know, um, you kind of get the impression that Psalm is talking about him being his own his own life. He, maybe he's sick, right? Maybe he's uh, dealing with something, and he's you know God is merciful to the person on their sick bed. But enemies, enemies, those who have ill will, will take this hardship and twist it uh, to make it a punishment from God. Oh, you see, that's why he's sick. That's why these bad things are happening. It's because uh, because he's you know he's he's a, he's a, he did this or that, and they begin to slander. You know, if he wouldn't have done this, you know, da da da, then he wouldn't be dealing with the sickness and the illness and the hardship that he's dealing with, right? And and so, uh, and they begin to just uh, inflate that. Oh, maybe a vile disease will afflict him and and destroy him. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about that yesterday in the book of Acts, man. The, the book of Acts, uh, in Acts chapter 12, James had been martyred already, one of the first, the first of the 12 to be martyred. Peter was in prison, so things were looking really bad for the church. Um, and, um, and one of the prevailing 
messages of the Bible and in the New Testament is is not that if you follow Jesus, you're not going to have any bad days. That's not true. You're going to have bad days. I mean, James had a really bad day. <laughs> he got martyred, but he instantly became a really good day as he stepped into the presence of Jesus. Uh, but the church was mourning, and they felt loss. Uh, they saw inc incredible uh, moves of the Holy Spirit and advancement of the gospel, and they saw some bad days. Um, but some, but people who don't understand or you know have uh, malicious intent, they'll take your hardship, they'll take pain or the suffering of other people, uh, and use it as uh, as ammo. You know, you see, that's what they got. What they they got that because. You know, they weren't doing this right, or they didn't do that right. Pays them, you know, it serves them right. And, um, but you know, here's the thing, man. Here's the good thing for us to remember. We, we've got to be very careful of doing that and, and harboring those thoughts too. You know, sometimes there may be somebody you're not really, you're not real fond of, if you be honest, you're not real fond of them. <laughs> we all have people in our lives that were just, eh, you know, we love them, you know, in the biblical, like, you know, I love my neighbor, but we don't really like them much, you know. And, um, and that, that happens, that happens. What we've got to be cautious of in light of what we've just read is that we don't start to um, resent them or start to uh, desire ill towards them. Man, we've got to be careful. We've got to guard our own hearts with that. Or when something befalls them, we don't, you know, get that little sinister voice, uh, any, uh, not to give it any audience, that little sinister voice that says, ha, 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 they got what they deserved. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's easy to do, man. And so we, when we when we hear that, we have to we have to you know ask Christ to forgive us. Lord, don't give me that kind of heart. Give me a heart of compassion and grace. Uh, give me a heart of kindness and mercy um, to even look on those who may um, may not be the easiest people to love or like. Uh, but let me look on them with grace and kindness. Even my close friend, someone I trusted. One who, this is verse 9, one who shared my bread has turned against me. Yeah, the psalm writer is definitely talking about himself here, right? That he feels lonely. He's, things have gone bad and physically, um, health-wise, and now feels like even his, his closest friends have turned against him. Verse 11, I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. He's got hope. God sees. God, God is on his side. God will uh, stand beside him and with him, and he will with you too. If you feel, um, you know, if your heart is surrendered to Christ and uh, you love him and you're seeking to uh, bring glory to his name, bad things uh, happen to you. You feel alone, isolated, powerless. Um, know that there's, 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 a, there's a peace in knowing that God is pleased with us. You know, when you walk through difficult times, walk through hard times, walk through valleys in life, uh, there's, a, there's a deep contentment in knowing that, you know what, God's pleased with me. Even, even though the outside, it looks difficult, I know in my heart that I'm doing what God wants me to do. That's what the psalm writer is experiencing. I know that you're pleased with me, he says, for my enemy does not triumph over me. Why? Because he can't conquer what's in my heart. They can slander, they can do all the stuff on the outside, but God is the king of my heart. And as long as King Jesus is the king of your heart, the enemy will never triumph over that. <laughs> Praise God. He'll never triumph over your heart and your spirit. Because as long as you're letting King Jesus reign there, 
no weapon formed against you will prosper. Verse 12, because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Wow. What a promise. What a promise. We stay fast on the Lord, stay fast and faithful, uh, trusting in him. He will set us in his presence forever. Oh, thank you, Deborah. I missed verse 10. But may you have mercy on me, Lord. Raise me up that I may repay them. Ooh, how about that? Let me get them back. <laughs> uh, how do you know? You know, that repayment basically isn't saying, you know, look, you know, you, you meant it for evil, but what, what you meant for evil, God made for good. Yeah. Raise me up. Maybe that's your prayer this morning, Lord, to uh, to Christ. Man, you're praying, Lord, have mercy on me. Raise me up that, that I may repay them, that I may uh, tell of your wonderful deeds, that I may show them that you have been with me and for me. Yeah. Verse 13. Praise be to the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Mm. So whether good things or bad, I love the way that ends, right? Because he's going through a hard time. He's praying for deliverance. He's praying that God will turn it around. And God can, man. The beautiful thing about the Lord Jesus is he can turn things around in a second. Everything looks like it's going bad. It looks like you're, you know, on your sick bed. It looks like, you know, you're, you're the, the butt of everyone's jokes that, you know, everything is going down. And in a minute, he can turn it around. Um, but through it all, ups, downs, everything in between, we live with this constant hope that in the end, uh, we're going to be with him from, and he reigns forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, from eternity past to eternity in the future, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Man, that's awesome. All right, let's let's jump into this reading by C.S. Lewis today. This one is entitled um, Of Heaven and Earth. This is from The Great Divorce um, by C.S. Lewis. It's from this book uh, of the yearly readings or daily readings that cover entire year, a year with C.S. Lewis, daily readings from his classic works. And so it's different excerpts from uh, different um, writings of his. And so this one is Of Heaven and Earth, uh, November 14th, 2022 reading. Here we go. I believe, to be sure, that any man who reaches heaven will find that what he abandoned, even in plucking out his right eye, has not been lost. All right, so he's saying uh, anything in this, uh, the person who makes it to heaven, the Christian who makes it to heaven, as they look back, and they're not, they're not going to look back on the, the things that they, quote, gave up here as any kind of loss. Like even, you know, Jesus said, if, you're, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out, you know. Your right hand offends you, cut it off. Um, he's saying, so even if, you had to, even if you had to do that to stay true to Jesus, um, when, you, when that person gets to heaven, it's not going to feel like a loss. Um, that the kernel of what he was really seeking, even in his most depraved wishes, will be there. 
beyond expectation, waiting for him in the high countries. Ooh. So the deepest longing of your heart, the thing that that I you thought was going to provide for you, but you plucked it out because it wasn't giving you what you know you truly desired, but you thought you were giving something up. No, he's saying when you get to heaven, the deepest desires, the deepest longings of your heart, you're going to find are going to be fulfilled there in the most precious and beautiful and extraordinary way. So that anything you gave up here, any desire, any uh, pleasure you gave up here, you thought you were giving up for the sake of Jesus, it's going to be, it's, you're going to find that it will be met in its purest and most extraordinary way in glory. That's pretty awesome. In the, quote, high country. In that sense, it will be true for those who have completed the journey and for no others, same for everybody, for those who complete the journey with Jesus. So in that sense, it will be true for those who have completed the journey to say that good is everything and heaven is everywhere. Ah. So he's saying, um, when you get there, you're going to be able to look back on, on this experience of earth and say, you know what? God was everywhere, man. God was in everything. God was there in heaven. There was a piece of heaven all over the place. Uh, it was literally everywhere. It was tangible. Um, and I think if we look, man, we can, you can see it. But we, he goes on, at the end of this road, must not try to anticipate that retrospective vision. If we do, we are likely to embrace the false and disastrous converse and fancy that everything is good and everywhere is heaven. He's talking about perspective here, man. Look, if you, so what he's saying, if you try to look at this earth as having everything you need, your, every one of your deepest desires are going to be met here. If you start here looking at this place like it's heaven, you're going to be sorely disappointed. If you... And you people say that God is everywhere. Heaven is everywhere. Now, if you approach this earth as it is with that perspective that, you know, uh, heaven is everywhere. Um, he says this, what you're going to you're going to fall for this fancy that that earth is somehow heaven. And you're going to be sorely disappointed. He calls it it's a, it's a disastrous converse. <laughs> it's disastrous. It, when you expect all of your deepest longings to be met here, you're going to be sorely disappointed because the, some of the deepest longings of our heart can only be met in Christ and, and um, truthfully, in heaven. So if you try to cram all of heaven into earth, you're going to be disappointed because it's not all here. But if you have the right perspective, then when you look back from heaven, you can see God's hand all over the place. But the order is important. But what you ask of earth. Earth, I think, will not be found by anyone to be in the end a very distinct place. I think earth, if chosen instead of heaven, will turn out to have been all along only a region in hell. <laughs> He's saying it even harsher. Look. If you think if if you idolize earth, the things of this world, you will find out when it's all over, it was just a version of hell. But if he's gonna go on to say, let's finish it, let's finish it, let's finish it, let him say it. <laughs> he says it better. Um, and earth, if put second 
to heaven, to have been from the beginning a part of heaven itself. Wow. Wow. I love that. If we start with heaven, start with God and, and, and focus on the eternal, then we will find so much eternal here on earth. It will be, uh, we will be able to look back and earth will be in a sense the, the starting point of heaven. But if we put earth first, and that is the ultimate prize we're after, then we're going to find that earth wasn't heaven at all, but actually hell. Um, because it's insufficient uh, to be equated with the eternal. Wow. Man, it can be said a lot of different ways. But it's just that same principle that if you put God first, you worship the Lord, you seek him, man, you can enjoy this earth so much more. You can enjoy the gifts and the pleasures and the, the gifts and delights and the blessings of earth so much more. And if you put God first, you see God all over the place. But if you make this world God, little g, you will discover in the end, is what C.S. Lewis is saying, you'll discover in the end that this, this place is not little g God, but it will end up being hell because you've missed the most important thing which is the Lord God Almighty, who what, has the psalmwriter said, who is from everlasting to everlasting. It's just a very um, complicated, complex way of saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these other things will be added to you. And you could continue Matthew thought in that gospel. And if you put this world first, then even that's going to be taken from you. Put God first, everything else is thrown in. Put the world first, put the desires of this world ahead of God, and you'll find in the end, it's all going to be taken away. It's all going to be gone. It's all going to vanish in a vapor. So C.S. Lewis says it in terms of heaven and earth. You know, if you put heaven first, the desires of heaven, the values of heaven first, you're going to be able to see some awesome things here. You're going to see this place as a treasure trove of the glory of God that are pointing to the heavenly place. But if you try to make this world heaven, hmm, it's going to turn out to be hell because it isn't heaven. It's pointing to another place. It's pointing to a place where there is no more crying and mourning, where there is no death or pain, where the former things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. It's, it's a new place. <laughs> and you can see glimpses of it here if you're focused over there. <laughs> but if you're focused here, you're going to miss the best of here and there. Mm, man, love that. Love that. Well, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for being on today. Hey, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for the promise of heaven. And uh, not, that it's, not only that it's a place, but it's a place where you are and uh, eternally. And so that's why we want to be there. <laughs> we want to be there because we want you. We want to be where you are, Lord. And so because of that, we can see you here in our lives now. We can see you all around. We can see your activity in our lives um, and we thank you that it's just a foretaste of what we get to experience for eternity with you. God, I pray for my friends today. I pray that they are encouraged and strengthened. pray that they feel um, favored and blessed and encouraged, that they feel seen and loved and protected 
God, may you surround them with your grace and peace today. Lord, may we walk in the power of the Spirit. May we walk with a vision of heaven, with our eyes fixed on the, the better city that, uh, that you've prepared for us. And, uh, and in so doing, may we be uh, thankful for all the good things that you've placed in our lives here, uh, because we know that every good and perfect gift comes for the, from the Father of heavenly lights. So thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for being on today. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you for sharing this, subscribing to it, hitting that like button. Really appreciate that. Um, dropping a comment if you're listening to the podcast on Apple or uh, any, any, of the, any of the platforms that allow you to leave comments and reviews. Please do that. Thank you. You guys have a great week. You can always uh, reach out to me about the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020, because that's the year we started this. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That's the uh, email address for the podcast. I always love to hear from you. So if you have things you want to share, things uh, the way the Word of God has spoken to you, uh, even suggestions, I love to hear it. So thanks for, um, feel free to reach out and always love to hear from you. All right, you guys have a great day today. Remember, tomorrow I will not be on. I'll be at that Bible study in the morning, but I'll be back on Wednesday and we'll catch up then. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.